Hello everybody, welcome to Crypto Rich. Uh, this is the other Crypto Rich and today is Wednesday the 31st of January. It's just after 9 o'clock in the morning here in the UK and I'm here with Robin Lee from the Hello Gold Foundation. Robin, hi. Hi there, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for joining me. Um, it's great to have you here. I've been very curious about Hello Gold, the Hello Gold Foundation, the HGT token, and the Gold X token. So I'm really um, happy to have you here so that we can have this conversation. Um, do you want to just introduce yourself for anyone that doesn't know you and maybe doesn't know Hello Gold at all? Okay, so uh, I am the co founder and CEO of Hello Gold. Uh, I have been gestating the idea for the better part of, I mean, believe it or not, 20 years. Uh, can I talk about the genesis of the idea or the genesis of the problem that I wanted to solve? And I really started, started working uh, on the Hello Gold solution when I was actually working in London for the World Gold Council, where I was CFO of the organization. And one of the products that we managed there was uh, GLD, which, was, which is the largest privately held gold fund in the world with about $30 billion of assets under management. Um, that really, that, that stint in World Council over five years basically helped me crystallize how I was going to go about uh, creating Hello Gold. Um, and we started working on Hello Gold about two years ago. We went live, uh, fully operational, April 2017. Um, essentially, Hello Gold is a real assets platform that enables the mass market consumer in emerging countries to save, to use that the assets that they save with as a form of collateral to get affordable financing and to uh, use those assets to transfer wealth to their friends and family at very low transaction values, so one unit of local currency. Um, you can think of us like a, a black rock with social community features. You, know, you can <laughs> save with us, and you can borrow, and you can transfer. Yeah, uh, you know we want we basically want to remove the, from the equation uh, the amount of money you have in your wallet. So literally, you know, all you need to do is have a mobile phone, and you can start saving for a best future. And that saving is in gold. We're starting with gold, but we're, we we have ambitions way beyond gold. Right? Uh, gold is a very useful product. Uh, to start off with, because everyone in the world has a view on gold, and most people have some kind of affinity to gold. Uh, you know, it, it crosses all cultures and all demographics. Um, but we have plans for, for assets beyond that. We're in discussions to look at silver and oil, uh, and we have a pipeline of other ideas. Wow. Well, can you? Yeah, so, so remember, remember the black rock. We want to be the black rock. Uh, with all kinds of assets to offer our customers. Can you tell us a little bit about the the problem that you mentioned that you're out to solve? Okay, so uh, this is not a, a kind of first world problem. It's, it's, it's an emerging market problem. And, and the challenge are, are basically this, right? Uh, within Asia alone, you know, some 800 million people save in cash every year. And they save close to $400 billion in cash with all the challenges that saving cash brings, i.e., you know, you get a return that's significantly below inflation if there's any return at all. Um, they can't, these guys typically can't put money into a fixed deposit because the minimum for a fixed deposit in this part of all is unreasonably high. So they're saving in your bog standard on demand savings account, which, you know, 
if you're very lucky, earns you 0.1%. Uh, so they're literally throwing money away, saving at the bank. Um, so they're, they're getting yeah. a, a very low rate of interest. And what do you uh, think is the current rate of inflation? Well, the current rate of inflation varies from country to country, right? So Sure, but your, Malaysia, your kind of target market is Malaysia, correct? We're, we're, just, we're currently only in Malaysia, but we're, we have plans to move outside Malaysia this year. So we're going to launch to Thailand, uh, hopefully Myanmar, uh, into the Middle East, into uh, Egypt. Uh, so we, we want to go regional and across continents very, mm. very quickly this year. So just but using Malaysia as, as an example, uh, typically the man in the street will feel the pinch at around 7 to 8% per annum, although, you know, the CPI will, will, will give you a, a much lower number, you know, the, the, the cost of goods and the cost that the real man in the street feels uh, is significantly higher than CPI. And, and the way, the way gold works is that in the long run, they, it typically returns around the rate of local inflation. So in ringgit terms, it returns around 7% uh, over per annum over a five-year hold. In Indonesia, against the rup, it's about 13%. Uh, against Turkish lira, uh, at one end of the spectrum, it's like 25% because of high inflation, high inflation and a very weak currency. Conversely, against the Japanese yen, it's about 2%. Mm. At the ring, for those that don't know, is the the Malaysian currency, right? Yes, that's correct. Um, yeah. Now, just as a side, I uh, I saw that it had two currency codes, RM and something else. Uh, MYR. So MYR, I think, is the official international code for the ringgit. RM is just the shorthand version. Got it. Okay, yeah. good. That, good. That clears that up for me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And okay, so you launched in two thousand seventeen. Um, Correct. Yeah. And you launched in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many people in Malaysia have you now got using Hello Gold? Uh, well, we launched in April last year, and as of last week, we have KYC just over twelve thousand. Of that twelve thousand that we've KYC, so in fact, uh, the, our onboarding process is is not that dissimilar to opening a bank account. You know, we re- require your identity cards, etc. Yeah. Uh, um, photos. Uh, so it's pretty stringent. Um, of that twelve thousand, about half of them are active, so they they are fee generating customers. Right. And how fast are you growing at this point? Right now, we're, we're onboarding about 1,000 customers a week. Uh, you know, so we are growing at a fair clip. Uh, we plan to accelerate that uh, as we uh, progress through the year. Uh, we launched in April with one partner, uh, Aeon Credit, not an Aeon Credit, A-E-O-N. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Asia's second largest retailer. Think Walmart meets, I don't know, uh, curries, but curries is a really bad example, but basically they, they have supermarkets and, and they have white goods and they have a consumer finance arm. Uh, they have 100 million customers across 13 countries and we're testing our product with them. They also happen to be our lending partners. So one of the key features of Hollow Gold is that say you save $1,000 worth of gold, uh, you can get a loan against that at a significantly lower rate than the market currently offers pawnbroking. Hmm. And, um, short short term loans, presumably. 
Yeah, so so right now we're offering one year up one year tenure. Mm-hmm. What we will do when we launch, hopefully by the end of this quarter. Uh, but and as Aeon gets more comfortable with this loan product, hopefully they'll be able to extend it to three years. Uh, and we think that's going to be incredibly attractive for both our customers as well as our partner. Um, and then in December we 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 had a bit of a coup. We signed up Exiata. Exiata is Southeast Asia's largest mobile operator of about 300 million customers in eight countries. Uh, we are testing our product uh, with their mobile wallet, so we hope to have integration uh, starting in three weeks and full integration by June. And that would give us access to 10 million customers potentially in Malaysia and as they roll out their mobile wallet across their other operating companies. You know, to the 300 million that they service. Wow. So this could be a really yeah. big year for you. Yes, this is this is the uh, this is the year where we grow up. You know, last year was all about getting funds ready for expansion. Um, now we we got to deliver on the customers. Yeah. 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 Okay. Could you tell me a little bit about the relationship between Hello Gold? The Hollow Gold Foundation and Gold X. Okay, so uh, as I described, Hollow Gold. Effectively, we are a financial services platform, and we have a lot of the attributes of a bank, albeit a narrow bank, where the assets don't get leveraged out. So, if you think about a typical bank, uh, you need to have a core banking system that's incredibly expensive. Uh, not, to, not just in terms of infrastructure bill, but also in terms of security protocols. So we made the decision very early on the day that we would turn this thing on its head and we would try and put as much of our customer data uh, and transactions on the blockchain because we just felt that that was a much more cost-efficient way so we can lower our cost to serve and a much more robust way in terms of security. So we have blockchain at the core of our business. Um, we also wanted to tokenize our assets, whether it's gold now, you know, silver later, oil, etc., because we wanted to give our customers flexibility. Um, if you think about a mobile app application service, uh, you know, so long as you are in the mobile app ecosystem, you can do all kinds of transactions, save, borrow, tran- transfer, but it has to be within that ecosystem. What we want to do is bust that out completely, so that. You know, if say you're a Hollow Gold customer, you have gold sitting in the mobile app, and but you want to give the gold out to someone else, or you want to borrow from someone else other than us, you can take that gold out. It gets then manifested in the form of Gold X, and you put it in your wallet, and then you can do that transaction outside our ecosystem. So that's where uh, the blockchain and Hollow Gold Foundation meets Hollow Gold, the core business uh, from an operational standpoint. Clearly, you know, uh, the, the opportunity that this gives us are also twofold. It enables us to go to market to do the token sale, which we did last year. And it also enables us to provide what we believe would be a great stable coin in, a highly vol- in the highly volatile world of crypto investments uh, through a gold product, which we have uh, branded as GoldX. Okay, so let me, let me give that back to you, make sure I got it straight in my head so you've got hello gold where people can save their money in gold creating stability for themselves yes financial stability that that part's clear to me 
Um, to be able to send that gold outside of the Hello Gold ecosystem, you've created a token that they can send or exchange anywhere, essentially, called Gold X. And that token is 100% backed by real gold. That's correct. So, you know, the, the gold... The gold within the Hello Gold app is fully backed by gold, uh, and you know, and and basically, once the app is the technology app catches up with the Gold X token, that it would be token friendly in the sense that all the gold that you see in the app uh, will be Gold X, except that for from the mass market consumer standpoint, we'll just call it 23 grams of gold rather than 23 Gold X. So <laughs> as far as they, they don't need to know what's, what's driving the technology behind the, the, the platform. Yes. But, uh, J- just like I don't so, need to be able to see, you know, or understand the the coding behind the website. I don't need to see the CSS or the HTTP or blah, 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 blah. You know, I just need to be able to interact with the website seamlessly, easily, and the user experience needs to be great. Absolutely. That's, you've got it in one, yes. Um, but if you are savvy enough and you want to take that gold out so you can have greater flexibility because you may not necessarily like the rates that we give you as a lending product and you can find someone that's going to give you a much better rate, you can take that gold X, that gold out of the app. You can put that into your, your personal wallet, your nano ledger wallet, for example, and you can do that, that loan on a peer-to-peer basis or with another uh, lender, uh, as an example. Mm. Okay, so let's let's get in. Let's get a little bit further into it. So, uh, Gold X is uh, an ERC twenty token, an Ethereum based token. Correct. Correct. Yes. So you yeah. can store it on your Ledger Nano S, uh, which I have, or any other wallet where you could keep um, Ethereum. Yes. Um, the HGT token is distinct from that. Is that that's yes. also an ERC twenty token, right? Yes, that is, yes. And but it is distinct. Uh, yeah. Can you say a little bit about the HGT token for me? Okay, so the HGT token was basically the token that we created uh, to secure uh, funding support for our project um, uh, to, to fund our expansion as well as to basically be a basket for our supporters to potentially get rewards as our... AUM grows in Hello Gold. So the way it works... AUM being assets under management. Assets under management, absolutely right. So the way it works is that every month, uh, you know, we get fee income from assets under management from our customers. And Hello Gold, the business, uh, donates to the foundation 10% of that fee income. Now... Uh, the foundation has complete discretion as to what it chooses to do with that, that, that grant that the business gives. It can uh, issue grants, it can you know, spend it on projects, or it can distribute these things to supporters. There are no rights obligation, rights to supporters, no obligation on, uh, on the part of Hologot Foundation to distribute these things to the token holders. So what we're subjected to every month is basically a test, right? Uh, we have fee income, and then every month, you know, 
redistribute or we may not distribute the tokens. But today we've distributed tokens, the Goldex tokens, to our supporters on a monthly basis. So we are held to task every month. Right. <laughs> okay. So again, let me give that back to you. Make sure I got it. So, Hello Gold, Hello Gold dot com, the the company, the app. Yeah where people currently in Malaysia can save in gold, generates yeah. income, presumably as uh, deposit fees or transaction fees, you know, a small percentage of each transaction. Yes, correct. And those fees, a percentage of those fees get paid to the Hello Gold Foundation, who then distributes or decides what to do with that income for uh, for the foundation and to and what you're saying is to date that income has been distributed to holders of the HGT token as 0x uh, sorry as gold as gold x I'm sorry that's correct as yes, gold x so yes. essentially as gold yes absolutely so so our supporters uh, the folks that hold hollow gold tokens all have a little uh, a little gold X in, in their wallets. Uh, not a lot because we're just a startup. You know, our AUM is relatively low right now, but hopefully over time it will grow exponentially. Um, just to clarify on the fee income, we, we generate three streams of fee income. One is on the bid-ask when people buy and sell gold. Mm -hmm. uh, one on the assets under management, so the management of the gold. And the third is on borrowing. Now, the borrowing and the bid ask are relatively opaque because you know it's very hard to demonstrate from an objective standpoint exactly how much we earn because it's a function of of the the price at any given point in time. The what is very clear is the amount of gold that we hold, right? That we have a very transparent process uh, that we update every day in terms of gold that we hold on behalf of customers and anyone can check that. So we have allocated that portion of our fee income, and we've said 10% of that uh, is given to the foundation by way of a grant, up to a cap of 3.8 million grants. Um, and we created caps on it because we... I'm sorry, 3.8 million grams? Of gold, yes. I'm just trying to get my head around what that, what that is as, a, as an understandable that's figure. That, that, that's about $150 million. Okay, if great. I, if I, if I, um, so, so that's cumulatively, you know, HelloGold.com is committed to giving uh, in a grant 3.8 million grams of gold to HelloGold Foundation uh, for as long as it takes, so whether it takes one day, one year, 10 years, you know, mm -hmm. uh, until we hit that 3.8. Um, and we've had to do that because we need to make sure that we are, uh, we are compliant with existing regulation. Existing regulation where? In Singapore. Okay. All right. So that kind of leads me to the next bit that I wanted to ask about is how many, so your gold is stored and vaulted and it's yes. allocated. It's hundred percent allocated gold. We're not talking unallocated gold, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. And so how, you, so you understand the difference between allocated and unallocated gold. I understand the difference between allocated and unallocated gold. Yes. Brilliant. Do you want to say yes. something yes. about that just Brilliant. for any of the viewers? Yeah, so allocated gold is actually very, very important, right? Because it basically means that the gold never leaves the vault. It's always there. It's actually in the name of the customer. So in the event that the unthinkable happens and we go bust, you know, creditors can't touch that gold. Uh, it may, the receivers come in and have to work the stuff out, but ultimately 
the customer's assets are protected. They don't sit on our balance sheet. Unallocated gold typically means that that gold can be levered out, or it can be a, or you can it can manifest itself as a creditor from the bank or the financial institution. Great, thank you. It's, uh, the, 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 the simple way is that it's no different from you buying some gold and putting it into a safe deposit box. It just sits there. Mm -hmm. That's a cost associated with hiring, with renting the safe deposit box. Yeah, unallocated gold is much like fractional reserve banking where, where the money that you put in gets lent out over and over and over again. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so we want to create a narrow bank. Yes. Okay, so so you've got 100% allocated gold in how many locations? Right now, it's just in Singapore, uh, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, we're starting out. Uh, uh, we are going, I'm actually going to Dubai uh, this weekend. Uh, we're, gonna, we're going to start just talks with a bullion provider and a vaulting agent in Dubai to open up a second vault mm -hmm. in the Middle East. Uh, in preparation for our launch into that region. Hmm. Um, who runs the vault in Singapore? Not us. <laughs> uh, uh, we have a third party provider uh, right now. It's an, it's an outfit called Bullion Star International. Uh, it's great for us because uh, you know we are subscale right now. So they provide both the vaulting solution. Uh, they provide the bullion, uh, they bring in the insurance, and they bring in the uh, external auditors, the inspectorate, to do a check on the bars to make sure that they are accurate, complete, and the quality of gold that we say they are. Are they independent audits? Yes, so, so the, the auditor uh, that they use is called Bureau of Veritas. They used to be called the inspectorate. The inspectorate is one of the largest and most recognized uh, precious metals auditors in the world. In fact, they also audit GLD. Yeah. I've heard of them. You know, I'm not particularly familiar. I've also heard of Bullion Star. Um, but, yeah. I, again, I'm not particularly familiar with them. I think Brinks is probably the only other one that I'd know. Um, yeah. Yes. So, so you know, we, we are actually coincidentally talking to Brinks in Dubai. Right. Yeah. Right. Um how Singapore as a jurisdiction? I, I imagine it's rel it's pretty safe, but why have you chosen to go to Singapore as your, I don't know, home turf, essentially, when you're operating currently in Malaysia? Okay, a uh, couple of reasons. Uh, the, from an operational perspective, there is a relatively deep bullion market in Singapore. So, you know, within the island, there there is an, there is sufficient physical gold uh, in situ. So, as demand grows on a daily basis, we can get the gold. Uh, Malaysia doesn't have a fully formed bullion market. All that gold is imported through Singapore. So it just makes a lot more sense right. from an efficiency standpoint. And right. Outside Singapore, you have Hong Kong, which has a another significant stash of gold. So within four hour a four hour flight, so within the same day. You know, in the event that we are spectacularly successful, we can fulfill customers' orders. Uh, that's that's on the operational side. On the token side, um, you know, Singapore is becoming one of the key ICO hubs, crypto hubs in the world. So that, that just made sense too. Mm. And how 
safe is it as a jurisdiction um, for a customer holding their gold there? I mean, Singapore is one of the major financial centres in the world, right? It's up there uh, with London, uh, Zurich, New York. So it's as safe as those. And one of my friends who I mentioned I was having this conversation with you um, asked asked me uh, what would prevent a government from seizing assets in some way or other in the event of a dire financial crisis because that you know there there's a lot of talk out there maybe not in the mainstream media but certainly in the free press about um, financial crises on the horizon um, yes. So how are, how are people protected if they've got their gold on the other side of the world? You know, I'm in the UK. I know a lot of our sure. viewers are in the US. You know, sure. what what happens yeah. in that instance? Uh, well, it, it, the, the, the reality is this. Like, if a government decides to sequester gold or any other asset for that matter, it's very little anyone can do about it. No amount of litigation, uh, legal protection will, will afford that because you basically have a, a kind of act of God that was never contemplated. Um, to date, Singapore has not demonstrated uh, in its history, albeit relatively short history as a country, to do anything like that. Um, I, I don't believe that it will because it sets itself up as the kind of Switzerland of, the, of Asia. Um, so uh, it's, it's theoretically possible, highly unlikely. What I would say is this, is that short of putting your gold under your mattress, uh, that asset is always at risk. And, and the reason why I say that is because, you know, I had a conversation with an asset, a gold asset manager once a couple of years back and he said, you know, I, I, I don't like storing reprints, et cetera. So I have a relationship with a bank in Switzerland that, that you know, guarantees that, you know, they may guarantee that, but, you know, if the Swiss government decides to suppress that, you know, or mm. the bank decides they're going to take it, there's not a lot you can do about it. Yeah. Uh, so the only ironclad way, if, if people are really, really that concerned, is to buy a safe and put it in their house. But again... Which comes with certain risks to... as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, you're, and, you're never going to get something that's completely risk-free. <laughs> if only there was some, some way of having it be completely risk-free. Exactly. Uh, and, and also, governments have been known to. Um, so, so the, the famous act in 1933 or 34 in America, where the government made gold illegal to hold, uh, basically they, they basically told people they need to surrender their gold, mm -hmm. regardless of whether it's held by a bank or such. So, if that kind of event comes to pass, actually, you know, we have much bigger problems to worry about. Yes. I yeah, I think so. Yeah, that, that that's also the the one of the things that people keep saying um, in response to well, how how does your Bitcoin you know it, it protected blah 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 blah. What if the internet goes down? Like if the internet goes down, you have got much bigger problems. You know, yes. then then you're worrying about like, <laughs> it, are your traffic lights going to be working? Are the police yes. going to come to you know respond to a nine 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 call? <laughs> yes, so that, that's that's when you start thinking that maybe having guns, bullets, and baked beans are much. <laughs> Much more valuable commodity. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I, I want 
water, cigarettes, uh, condoms, and uh, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're in a barter world. You know, things that I can trade. I and okay. you know, I'm uh, I'm not a smoker. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yes, to answer your question directly, yes, there's always a risk factor on a very practical level. I would say for 99.99999% of all situations, we're good. Mm. Okay, great. Great, great, great. All right, can we go back around a little bit to um, to the the tokens and uh, uh, and and that kind of side of things? Um, sure. Like I said to you before we started recording, I've not read the technical white paper, um, so mm -hmm. please forgive some of these questions that I maybe should know. Um, are either of the tokens pre-mined? Uh, yes, so, so the Hubble token, uh, we basically mined a billion of them. Mm -hmm. We sold about, roughly about 25%, so we're sitting on about 75%. Uh, we have uh, the way that we structured our token sale is that we only sold about 25% of our tokens in the first round last year. Uh, we are a milestone-based project. The idea is that as we hit the milestones this year, we will be in a position to do a second round uh, against some future milestones. And then, you know, in 2019, when we deliver on those milestones, we will do one final round. And do you have to hit the milestones yeah. before you do the round, or are you going to do the round at a set date and time? Um, it's going to be it's going to be a combination of the two. Clearly, the market will will know whether we've done the milestones or not, and if we haven't, and we go to market, I would imagine that the market will punish us for that. Uh, so the intention is to get the milestones done. Now, whether we tick every single objective. I doubt it, but I think at the round, if we're substantially, substantively on the right path and the right trajectory, we'll go to market. Mm -hmm. I mean, we just have to be sensible about it. Uh, right, that's basically what I'm saying. Yeah, and that makes total sense. You know, you want to respond to the the reality rather than being fixed to a date or or fixed to a milestone. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, so 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 so, that, so yeah. So the Halgold token is, is pre-mined. The the Gordex token operates on a, on a different basis, right? We we will mine them as we create them because the gold X is unlimited by its very nature. Uh, we don't, it's not that we, you know, we mine a million and then that's it. Uh, you know, as people want exposure to gold and they want to have that exposure to gold X, uh, we do that transaction and we pass them gold X, they give us ether or Bitcoin and the transaction is reversed when they want to sell Gold X back to us. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, obviously we'll keep afloat, uh, but the idea is that we mine these things and we burn them as uh, as we manage our our float. Great, that makes perfect sense. And uh, they're on the Ethereum blockchain, so they're proof of work. Although possibly uh, Ethereum is moving to a proof of stake model. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that also clarifies the, the situation with Gold X. That's great. Um, do you want to say anything else about your token sale and the, the various tranches? Is there anything else that you want people to know if they're considering um, buying HGT? In fact, I'm just going to get that up on the screen. This, uh, Sorry, Robin. I'm just putting on my screen CoinMarketCap uh, with the HGT. Yep. 
Um, so yeah. uh, it looks like it was listed on Coin Market Cap back in October. It looks like October twelfth, two thousand seventeen, uh, at a price of about two cents, two US, uh, two cents in uh, US dollar terms. Yeah. Um, it had a yeah. really big run up, um, hitting its peak uh, January nineteenth, where it went up to thirty seven cents, and has come back down and currently sits at uh, about fourteen cents, thirteen point nine cents. Yeah. yeah so. Um so basically, you know, towards the back end of the year, we had a number of things happening, right? Uh, we, had, we, had, we had, as I mentioned, we had already announced the Aon partnership back in April. We announced the XCRR partnership, which was a big deal, uh, 300 million customers. And that gives us the potential distribution for Hallowball, the business. And therefore, I guess people read into that uh, our potential to accelerate our growth. Um, the other thing we started doing was we started to go out to market. We had previously essentially sold our tokens in the first round within the Asian time zone and started spending a lot more time in Dubai uh, ahead of our launch in Dubai and start talking about our project, our tokens, etc. Um, you know, we started talking to folks in America. I went to the Miami Bitcoin conference a couple of weeks back. Um, and I think coming off that Miami thing, everything, the price kind of went crazy. <laughs> uh, I think, I, I guess people just got overexcited about the project. Um, that kind of died down now um but yeah I, I think you know what has happened in the last six to eight weeks is just we have gone out there and kind of told the market we're here you know we did a gold token this is what we're doing and also you know we've got gold x you know we are i think i'm pretty sure that we are the first gold back coin that's out on a commercial basis i know there are a lot of gold projects out there but i think it's out so yeah, generating a fair amount of interest. Yeah, yeah, and it looks like pricing-wise, you know, people definitely got overexcited very, very suddenly. On it looks like one particular day, almost the price just shot yeah. up. You must have been incredibly excited that day. Um, uh, no, <laughs> nervous. Nervous. <laughs> yeah. oh, they're they're very similar emotions: nervousness and excitement. Yeah. Uh, no, no. We, we see ourselves as a fundamentally stable business, right? Mm. Uh, you know, unlike a lot of projects, uh, we went to market last year with a, 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 a business that had just launched, an app that just launched, a partnership with one of the largest companies in Asia, you know, with a clear a roadmap, you know, we had de-risked the technology to a large degree. Um, so, so, you know, within the, the context of this incredibly exciting space, we were... Uh, this is kind of weird to say, but we were a mature business. <laughs> mm. Well, you know, I think with your your background um, as CFO of the, you said the World Gold Council, you know, that yeah. that gives you uh, a certain amount of credibility within the industry. Yes, well, I would hope so. And also, I'm really old. <laughs> <laughs> not, not according to your photo. Yeah, yeah, that's just doctored. <laughs> I'm pretty, uh, um, no, it's so, so I think, yes, partly we have a pretty experienced team. I think more important than that, you know, we have some pretty big backers, right? Uh, uh, we have VCs backing us, One of, and we haven't actually named the VCs, uh, but, you know, you know they, they've been naming us, so I guess I can name them. So one of those 500 startups, they're sort of Silicon Valley-based, but mm-hmm. they, they have a presence in Asia, they're invested in us. We're invested uh, by a a joint venture fund that is managed by one of the largest banks in Southeast Asia as well as the Singapore government. Uh, 
you know, the, the Malaysian government is backing us to be the next big thing in Malaysia. Well, the next big thing or 10 potentially next big things. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> so, you know, we have, you know, credible non-crypto partners working with us. So within the context of the of this space, you know, like I said, we are relatively mature. Mm. And, and, and for us, you know, I, I would like to see a steady, sustainable appreciation rather than your, you know, what a lot of folks are after. Yeah. And <laughs> you can't see this on my screen, but it looks like there has, what the price has come back down to um, a very clear line of support and resistance that has been a very steady trend from uh, about the beginning of December all the way through, you know, the price shot up through that um, resistance line and then came when it came back down, it's met that same trend line um, as support. So it looks like you're on a very steady growth path right now. Um, speaking of growth, you're yeah. currently, uh, HGT is currently listed on, I think, five different exchanges as per coin market cap. Um, I also know that uh, you can also buy HGT on IDEX, which is a decentralized exchange, although that's not listed on CoinMarketCap, um, COSS, Ether Delta, HitBTC, Radar Relay, and Gatecoin. Um, yep. What are your plans for the future in terms of being listed on further exchanges um, and having the token be uh, more widely available and more liquid? Well, yeah, for sure. Right? We, we definitely want that to happen. Uh, in some ways, we also need that to happen, especially if we go to market and, and do a further fundraise this year next year. So definitely that's in the plan. But the reality is this, is that, you know, the, the crypto space is, is, is big. The big players, whether it's Binance, uh, Bitrex, et cetera, you know, they, they want to see heavy transaction volumes before they bring someone on board. Mm-hmm. So we kind of need to um, build our liquidity up uh, step by step, uh, which is painful, but, you know, it's just something we have to do. But yes, absolutely, you know, definitely want to get on uh, more exchanges and bigger exchanges. Have you got any in the pipeline already? Uh, we have, uh, you know, but you know, some of these, you know, it's some of these guys just, you know, take a bit longer onboarding than we had anticipated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think partly because they're overwhelmed by increasing uh, demand or, uh, by customers, and, and secondly by uh, regulatory changes. Yes. <laughs> so, and, and security issues. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know, uh, we we announce it to our, our sort of various channels as and when we we get certainty of of, of listing. Mm-hmm. All right. So no insider information on that one at the moment. Yeah, I, I'm I'm old school. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think that that's pretty good. So, uh, you've got. Hello Gold, which is operating gold-based savings in Malaysia with uh, room and plans to expand into other assets, silver, oil, etc., etc., and into other uh, geographic areas. You've got the um, Gold X token, which is the 100% allocated gold token, which is the, the tokenized version of gold so that you can trade and exchange and send gold elsewhere um holders of the hgt may receive a gold payout in the form of gold x but that's not promised 
that correct? Yes, but we have done it to date. But you have done it to date. Okay, and is do you expect to continue doing that? Yes, because uh, you know expectation sets in, right? It's, it's like dividends for a company, right? If you have a dividend yeah. record, uh, the market tends to expect it. So if you don't, then the market punishes you for it. So you know we're dictated by market pressures in some regards. Yeah. Um, uh, so on the on the gold X, actually, just if I may, mm-hmm. the gold X currently is. Is only available if you want to if outside the HGT distribution on an OTC basis. Uh, you basically have to contact Halligold.org, uh, fill up the form, get onboarded as a customer, and then you know we provide you with quotes, and then, then you can you know, get your gold X. Uh, and presume- and the reason for that, sorry, go ahead. Uh, presumably that's at at or around the spot price of gold. Yes. We'll always, we are basically the market maker of last resort. We'll always quote XAU uh-huh. and we'll, we'll give you a very clear, transparent indication of our spreads. Yeah. Um, but yes, we, we will, you know, no matter where, yeah, as and when we go into exchange of gold X, no matter where those are being traded, we will quote uh, XAU. Great. Great. And then, um, and then your token sale is uh, ongoing uh, as you hit your milestones. When's the next? Um, tranche of the ICO happening? I think uh, given where we are now, we're looking at quarter three, so the back end of the summer. That's uh-huh. probably when we will uh, complete it, which probably means that we need to get our, our milestones achieved probably by June for, you know, for this year to date of June to be hitting the milestones that we expected to achieve by then. Otherwise, you know, we're going to I'm going to have a very uncomfortable discussion with my team. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, great. And where should people go if they want to find out more about uh, Hello Gold um, and and the GoldX token? Um, HelloGold.org is is kind of our crypto website uh, for the crypto community. HelloGold.com gives everyone a sense of what we're trying to do for the non-crypto market. Uh, You know, we have presence on Telegram, WeChat, uh, Slack, um, you know, any number of social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Halligold Foundation. Um, we're on Twitter, the usual smorgasbord of, of, <laughs> of channels. Great. Great. Robin, is there anything else you'd like to say or add? I mean, that's been a pretty comprehensive conversation, certainly as an initial conversation for us, but is there anything else you'd like to add for our viewers? Uh, no, just you know that I, I think Goldex is, is is a great stable coin for the guys that want to you know uh, uh, sit out uh, extremely high vol vol periods. Um, you know it's going to be an alternative to tether, uh, and we think it'll be a very credible alternative to, to tether. Yeah, that's that's why I was looking at it. It looked like an alternative to tether as a way of hedging against those volatile market periods. Um, and really just kind of creating a, a more safe and maybe stable portfolio, um, crypto portfolio. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you. Yeah, for, for having me. Oh, you're, you're more than welcome. And maybe we can do this again sometime as, uh, as the project moves forward. Sure. Maybe we're face to face when I'm next in London. Oh, that'd be lovely. <laughs> that'd be lovely. I'd be very happy to do that. Uh, Robin, thank you so much. Um, 
As always, everybody, please do your own due diligence. This obviously isn't financial advice. Uh, this is simply a conversation between two people. Um, do your own due diligence. You're responsible for your own financial decisions. Uh, please don't just listen to a YouTuber because they said something. Um, Robin Lee, thank you so much. Uh, really love the look of the work that you're doing, and I hope it all goes really, really well for you. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Cheers.